Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 103rd favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And on today's episode, we are getting hot and wet in an American summer. That's right. We're talking wet, hot American summer. The TV or the movie that became a TV show prequel that became a TV show sequel produced by Netflix. Um... An over-the-top, over-the-top, campy, uh, just just lowest common denominator type comedy that is a cult classic among uh, comedy people that Netflix has picked up and revolves around Camp Firewood and The Counselors. Uh, we're going to talk first about the movie. The movie was released in 2001, and it is uh, set in 1981. It follows a group of counselors who are trying to complete just different tasks on the last day of camp while dealing with with pent-up sexual frustrations their their traumatic stresses that have happened during the camp and their interactions with each other the separation of pretty soon leaving each other and the talent show that they must get while also having to deal with a subplot of a meteor that is going to destroy the camp unless it is taken down by the nerds of the camp this, like I said, this this movie, the the only real story of this movie is the fact that it's the last day of camp and there's a talent show, uh, but there's so many little subplots that are involved in it, and it's just a crazy, crazy movie. Uh, the movie is at a six point seven out of ten on IMDb. It's currently sitting at a thirty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with seventy six percent for the fan meter, if I remember right. Um, the movie bombed when it came out. I mean, it was just, it was, it, I guess people just didn't get it. I don't know what it is. Uh, it revolves around uh, camp counselors that are 16, 17, 15 years old, that age, played by, at this time, people who are in their late 20s, early 30s, playing these characters and with some actual big name heavy hitters and some people that you, you know and but might not have you know, might not even realize their names, but they're in a lot of stuff. Uh, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, and Elizabeth Banks probably being the heavy hitters of this. Um, Paul Rudd of Ant-Man and the Judd Apatow movies, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, and the Hangover movies, Amy Poehler from her run on Saturday Night Live and her comedy Parks and Rec, Elizabeth Banks and Judd Apatow movies, Zach and Mary makes a porno, and recently from the Power Rangers as Rita Repulsa, uh, you also have Janine Garofalo is in this, Christopher Maloney, Michael Ian Black, David Hyde Pierce is in it, Ken Marino. You have Joe uh, Joe Lou Truligo. I'm sorry, I can't really pronounce his name from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, you, you have H. John Benjamin, who is the voice of Bob's Burger, who's the voice of Archer. Uh, I mean, it's just like I said, it, it's a heavy hitter cast that was really a sleeper for this. It, it did bad at the box office. But it's become a cult classic among fans to the point to where it's just, it's crazy. Now, this these movies, these TV shows are not for children. They are very adult-oriented. Uh, a lot of sexual talk, a lot of crude humor, uh, drugs, cursing. But it's, if you love basic comedy and that kind of humor and just crude, 
down to earth fart jokes and drug jokes and things like that, then this is the, this is the movie for you. It's it's hilarious and it's very well done with Bradley Cooper playing a and uh, Michael Ian Black playing uh, two counselors who are gay and in love with each other and Bradley Cooper dating Amy Poehler trying to per se that he's not gay, you know, trying to make it look like he isn't gay. Paul Rudd playing the the king of camp, the bad the bad boy that the girls love. Uh, Elizabeth Banks playing Lindsay, who's come to find out, spoilers from the TV show, is supposed to be a news reporter that's in her 30s playing a camp counselor. Janine Garofalo, who owns the camp. You have Christopher Maloney playing uh, the chef at the camp, who is dealing with the stresses of being a former army person and in the war, and he's just insane. He doesn't know what he's doing. Molly Shannon's in this playing an art the art coach, um, H. John Benjamin, it plays a can of uh, vegetables. That's right. He plays a talking can of vegetables who is the was the love interest of Janine Garofalo, who then Janine Garofalo ends up having a uh, kind of sort of a fair love interest of David Hyde Pierce, who plays a scientist who rents a cabin, uh, a, a scientist professor who rents a cabin near the camp and they just kind of meet and he ends up taking the nerds under his wing to, spoiler alert, ends up having helping them to destroy a meter that's going to do it while a talent show is going on. Again, the show, the movie is just, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. The uh, it, It's very well written to be so basic and so weird and and over the top, and because it, it's done, and then this this entire run never takes itself too seriously. The movies, the TV shows, they never take themselves seriously. They will, if the plot line doesn't really make sense, they don't care. They just run with it. They'll make jokes to make jokes, and it's just so over the top. And that's that's what I love about it. Um, it was made in two thousand one, and then in uh, it was what twenty fifteen of twenty fifteen they came out with. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer on Netflix came out with Wet Hot American Summer first day of camp, which in this took the counselors who were in their 30s playing teenagers are now them counselors are in their 40s playing the same teenagers only the first day of that same year in 1981. So you have 40 year olds playing younger versions of the characters that they were playing when they were 20 and 30 years old. Um, then this it just takes it even more over the top. It's it's even crazier. The the whole cast comes back for this, which is kind of crazy considering Paul Rudd and Bradley Cooper and Amy Poehler and all these people have had these these great careers, and even Chris Pine and uh, Chris Pine's in this in the show. John Hamm's in it. Kristen Wiig is in it, and it is it's again this a it's crazy that the, these big names are coming back to do this TV show about a movie that was not well-received until later it became a cult, you know, a cult classic and something. Now, this one revolves around, again, the first day of camp. So you have these teenagers who are interacting with each other again, re-meeting each other. You have new relationships that have formed and are breaking up. You have people trying to lose their virginity, people dealing with puberty. You have, excuse me, you have a, the whole subplot ends up being that Ronald Reagan is trying to destroy Camp Firewood for reasons that n nobody really knows, but there's toxic sludge being dumped, so Janine Garofalo, who owns the camp, is trying to stop it from happening, and it incurs the wrath of Ronald Reagan, who's trying to destroy the camp. 
because of it and the whole plot again they just took what what hot american summer the movie was which was over the top crazy humor and they just they dialed it up to 11 and just made it so insanely just oh my I, the the words are escaping me of what of how to explain it without spoiling everything and without just sounding repetitive because it is so insane that's probably the best word for it is just the writing but again the writing is well done they place it all together they do a joke to do a joke the this is where we see the the can of vegetables uh h john benjamin plays a camp counselor who ends up becoming the can of vegetables by falling into the toxic sludge while eating a can of vegetables and it merges him and makes him the talking can of vegetables you see christopher maloney as the cook as a normal guy who's engaged in molly shannon who becomes crazy after they split up it just you see the story arc of how every one of the characters got to where they are in the in the movie while they're still being portrayed by older versions of themselves and it, again around the subplot of ronald reagan who in 1981, which is when this is all taking place, trying to destroy the camp for whatever reasons. And then now last year, or excuse me, um, after that happened, uh, I remember I saw Wet Hot American Summer. It was two years ago, I believe it was. I heard about it, and I saw it on Netflix, and I finally watched it, and I just fell in love with what it was. It was just, it was just to me, it was an underrated comedy with a great cast of, at the time with a great cast and i just i don't know many people that have seen it i try to mention it to everybody to watch it when i can so when i heard that first day of camp was starting uh i was gung-ho and i watched the first day of camp i binge watched the entire season on netflix in two or three days just because i loved it you know i love i love the wet hot american summer so much that it just became something that that i i loved and i was like so on board with it so i watched that and then uh i didn't even know anything about it didn't know anything and i was the other day flipping through trying to find something on netflix to watch you know just what we all do you search for 45 minutes to watch something you're going to watch five minutes of and skip anyway <laughs> um that's a whole other story we'll talk about later but then i saw wet out american summer 10 years later and i was like what what is this what is this and i was like is this a documentary about the making of it what is it and so I clicked on it. It's a TV show. I was like, wow, okay. So I watched it. I started watching it. And then it shows the ending of the movie, spoiler alert, all the counselors are around outside of a bunk. And they say, you know, in 10 years, let's all promise to come back and meet here. Let's all, you know, have a reunion. So 10 years later is 1991. All the uh, characters have grown up. They've all moved on with their lives. They're doing different things. And they're coming back to Camp Firewood to have a their uh camp reunion their 10-year camp reunion you have all the characters all the big name characters they're back the only one that didn't come back in this um was bradley cooper was not a part of it i don't know if bradley cooper's um filming guardians of the galaxy or the filming of infinity wars for marvel had anything to do with it if it was conflict of schedule if he just didn't want to money wasn't right whatever um, he was replaced by uh, Adam Scott. Um, Adam Scott, even kind of, they kind of joke at it in this because Adam Scott, when you first see him 
and I saw it. I was like, dang, they didn't get Bradley Cooper. I was like, but Adam Scott's a funny guy, and Adam Scott says, uh, I got a nose job, and he's worried that people are going to notice that he got a nose job, and he's so self-conscious about it. That's, that's basically how they're explaining that it's he looks different. Uh, but in this one, I mean, the friends are, they're headed back to the campgrounds. They're on a reunion. Uh, they've all done different things in their life. You know, you have one living out of an RV. You have, uh, Adam Scott's character and Michael Ian Black's character, uh, who are married and they have a newborn baby and they show up with a, uh, nanny for the weekend and in Michael, uh, Michael Ian Black's character is thinking the nanny's trying to kill him and take over his spot with the in with his family and it, it's just you have beth uh and the whole center around this is after they get there and they find out that janine garofalo's character beth who's ran the camp forever and owned it is planning to sell the camp so they do what they can they come together to try to stop the camp from being sold to the evil mastermind of that's right ronald reagan is returning in this Ronald Reagan wants to, he's going to nuke Camp Firewood this time, and he's going to have, he's enlisted the help of the 1991 president, that's right, George Herbert Walker Bush, George Sr., and there, he's, he's going to get George W. Bush to help him buy and destroy Camp Firewood, and for him doing that, he is going to help George W. Bush beat Bill Clinton in the presidential, upcoming presidential election. Again, uh, if first day of camp dialed the the craziness up to 11, this one dials it up to 20. Um, I mean, besides the fact that they are, he's now going to try to nuke the 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 camp, and and uh, he's enlisting two presidents to help him, or he's enlisting a the current president to help him do that. You see, not only that, you the interaction with them is just crazy ronald reagan and george bush's character there's one scene when he is explaining his master plan that involves and i'm spoiling this right now um he they they try to talk him out of doing this at camp firewood and he has a model of camp firewood set up to talk about his plan when he bends over and ronald reagan craps on it and i'm telling you this part because this is the craziness of it and I can't even do it justice, and you're going to think, what 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 the hell is he talking about? He takes a crap on it, and then he wants George Bush to take a crap on it if he really wants Reagan's help. So you see Bush squatting. You don't see anything coming out. It doesn't get disgusting like that, but making the face like he doesn't want to do it, and Reagan just egging him on, and it caused even that, that, that scene right there and all this caused a uproar in a, a lot of mainstream news outlets and stuff because they were saying that it was portraying Reagan and Bush as domestic terrorists and this um, and all of this, and they were trying to get people to boycott Netflix, and they were slamming Netflix for allowing it to be made. And I'm just sitting there thinking, can't you take a joke? This is not real. We all know this never happened. This is, would would never happen. It's just it's just crazy over the top writing. Basically, they went into this, I think, saying, what can we do to what can we do to be even crazier than we were before? And what's crazier than having uh, a former president and a current president that at that time trying to destroy a camp so that one president can beat Bill Clinton in an upcoming election. It was just, it's crazy. It's over the top. And there was no excuse for people to try to turn it into some kind of political rhetoric. But you see all your cast, you, uh, 
Dak Shepard and Melissa Mil- Alyssa Milano are in this in the uh, ten years later series. They always add big names to these series, and again, getting these names to do it to me, it's always like, wow, how do they do this? But I guess because there's such a following for the the Wet Hot American Summer series that that people just want to be a part of it because when you're getting these big names, when you're watching the movie and you're seeing movie or TV shows and you're seeing how they go, you realize that all of these actors in the movie in in this are they're having fun. They seem like they're really enjoying what they're doing when they're being there. They're they're not taking anything too seriously. They're not, you know, phoning it in. They're actually acting. They're actually they're actually they're 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 feeding in the lines. They actually seem like they're living what they're saying, and that's what I think makes it so well is that you have a concept for something that was so crazy and over the top and crude and basic common denominator, lowest common denominator uh, humor, and you have these these names, these big name actors that are that are doing it with such with such bravado and such fun and lightness and seem like they're enjoying it. That I think that's what the the, the, the really helped it become uh, the big hit of what it is. Besides the fact that it's just a genuinely funny, crazy uh, series that you can watch and enjoy, and it, it's got the nerd pool stamp of approval. Um, this isn't for everybody. If you, if you don't like that kind of humor, understand. I know some of you would probably watch it, and you're going to think that it's you know what's wrong with me. How do I like that? Everybody likes what they want. Everybody has their likes and dislikes. This is just something that that caught my eye, and it was just so out there and so different than almost anything you're going to see, and so over the top that I just I just fell in love with it, and I will continue to love it. And it's if you haven't seen it, I suggest you go see it. Um, as far as I know, all of it's on Netflix. I know the two series are. I believe the movie's still on Netflix. If not, they're on iTunes. You can buy them on Amazon. You could probably catch it on YouTube. You know, um, but I, I, I suggest if you're a fan of comedy and you want just a fun sit down and enjoy it and laugh, then this is the this is this is what it is. Um, and What Hot American Summer would be one of my go-tos for all of that so i've watched it a bunch and i'll continue to watch it and that's pretty much all i'm gonna talk about uh thank you for listening to me rant and ramble and rave about a just a, a cult classic comedy that nobody's seen besides a handful of people <laughs> and but we all seem to love it um thank you all for supporting the nerd pool podcast all my chimichangas and tacos out there um if you want to catch up on everything i'm doing uh, remember at SoundCloud, download the free app. Um, you can catch me, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. That's at NerdPoolPod. I'm on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. Um, I'm fixing to start a YouTube channel and do live videos and uh, gaming and skits and, you know, just, just basically just doing normal stuff uh, that I want to do again. Um, I'm fixing to start streaming on Twitch coming up soon. I'm, I'm making moves and trying to do more of the stuff I enjoy, just trying to get more stuff out there, more content for you all to enjoy for the feedback that I'm getting. Um, thank you for all of that feedback, by the way. All of your your support, all of the, the comments that you give me, all of the, the, the feedback, all of the anything that you like, don't like, you're telling me, and I'm trying to make it all better. Uh, so thank you all again. I, I want to say thank you one more time. I'm sorry I say it so much, but but it just means a lot to me that I can bring this for to you every week as much as I can and that you just give me a little bit of your time to listen to me just rant and rave it's it's a pleasure doing this for y'all I do it for y'all I do it for myself it's very cathartic 
So that's going to be it. I'm going to stop wasting your time. That's Nerd Pool for this week. See ya.